0: Hi, I'm Cody Alexander with MatchQuarters.com. Welcome to another episode of the Art of X show. Today we'll be talking about our June Blitz of the Month. It's a, a gap sim pressure that I got from West Virginia, something that um, I've paired with what I call Allen. Maybe you've heard of Aranda's Mex Path, um, and we'll get into that later. But also the episode going to kind of talk about What is pressure? What is a blitz? Um, How pairing these Sims and Creepers together to create a layered effect in your defense. That's really what a modern defense has to do. You're not just calling calls uh, and then, hey, look at this really cool blitz I've got i have no idea how to use it and then what to pair it with so first off let's talk about a blitz blitz is an off-ball defender uh is going to insert into the box right it's he's going to rush he's going to rush past her he's going to blitz a gap um but it's an off-ball defender somebody that's not standing on the line of scrimmage a blitz the other term uh is sending more than five defenders so if i'm Six, seven guys. Then that's that's designated a blitz. I'm I'm blitzing the offense. I've, I'm gapping them out. Um, I'm sending multiple guys to one side. Uh, you can do whatever you want. There's a, there's a, a million different things that you can do. Uh, what is a pressure? A pressure is sending five defenders or the illusion of a rush, right? So that's what a pressure is. A pressure is changing your your static look or your traditional look what you're running and then sending an extra guy or creating the illusion of pressure which is a replacement pressure or a simulated pressure so let's talk about what a uh, replacement pressure is it's a creeper right that's the other name for it it's a creep it's a creeper i'm sending an off ball defender and i'm dropping an on ball defender opposite it's kind of a seesaw effect right most three four defenses have been doing this for a long time um if you go and look at any kind of fire zone fire zones were based off of this system all a creeper as it says, you know, instead of saying a five, let's go ahead and let's send four. And so you'll hear them as replacement pressures. You'll hear them as creepers. Um, Some people even call them simulated pressures because you're simulating a pressure, but you're dropping seven people into coverage. So it really just depends. I'm just kind of giving you where I stand on it, what my definition of it is. So when I'm looking at film or when I'm breaking something down, this is how I look at it. So replacement pressure, bringing someone from one side, dropping somebody from the other side. Off ball on one side, dropping an on ball uh, defender opposite. So simulated pressure, it's the illusion of pressure from alignment, meaning that I'm going to give this, this a five, six, seven man presentation, but I'm only going to blitz four, that is a simulated pressure, because I'm literally simulating the pressure, I've got everybody on the line of scrimmage, and then I'm just going to drop out, and I'm only going to have four guys rush to pass am still going to get my seven man distribution in the back end, um, or perceived blitz from an off ball defender. So what that means is, and this is where we're going to where we're headed today. So we're talking about a simulated pressure, pressure right attacking the a gap okay i I have an off ball defender attacking the a gap at the snap of the ball but i'm going to drop an on ball defender so i'm simulating multiple people rushing the passer, but I'm going to drop that off. So that's where you get the simulated pressure. You can either give it through presentation or attacking an internal gap, mainly the A gaps. Uh that's where I that's where I determine a simulated pressure versus a replacement pressure. I think it's important to kind of have when when you're looking at these things, have an idea of where the two sit. Um some people are just saying, you know what, they're all simulated pressure. Let's just call them simulated pressures, which is fine too. Uh, it just depends on who you're talking to uh, and how they designate it. Do they have it as a sim? Do they have it as a creeper uh, or is everything a sim? So it's kind of that whole umbrella. So let's talk about blitz rate because blitz rate is important when you're looking at when you're looking at defenses. It's a number of snaps a defense sends five or more or, or sends an off ball defender, right? So that would be anytime you're adding somebody that's not on the line of scrimmage in or the number of snaps um, that you have that you've actually done this right so that's your blitz rate okay total plays how many times have you added a fifth rush or you've sent an off ball because that's right we have we have these simulated pressures and these creepers so if I even that illusion of pressure is in that blitz rate because what you're doing is you're not playing from a traditional alignment you're sending somebody towards the line scrimmage uh most common pressure is an off ball backer that's the easiest one right they're in the box let's attack an interior gap uh you know you could say safety is probably up there nickels probably the number two then kind of that that safety uh and then you obviously have your boundary corner. Those are kind of the one. The one that you just don't ever see unless it's a, a, a reduced set and everybody's really close together is your field corner uh, or your pass strength corner. Uh, you're just not going to see that. Uh, most people aren't going to blitz that guy all the way from the sideline uh, to the opposite hash. just doesn't happen. Uh, it's just too far to go. And I think that's something to think about in blitz is like, yeah, on paper, this looks really good. And I see this sometimes uh in the NFL because the game is played in the middle of the field. But what some of these offenses will do, they'll actually spread the, the formation out. And yet you still have your 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 nickel or your star is still gonna is still gonna rush, and it's so far by that time. And, and the quarterbacks are so good in the NFL, like the, the ball's already out. So you, you've wasted a guy because you, you blitzed the guy. The you know all the way from from the numbers to try and attack somebody in the middle of the field. Um, so always look at blitz rate and the numbers of rushers. That's that's what I look at when I'm looking at analytics of, of different defenses. I always obviously I'm going to look at EPA. Uh, I'm gonna I'm going to look at you know efficiency stats, but I, I also look at blitz rate because I always am I'm always intrigued by guys and teams that just blitz a ton, right? There's always a... To me, there's a there's a story there. It's not that hey we we just blitz. That's what we do. Um, you know the the old Don Brown solve your problems with aggression. Yeah, that sounds great. when you put that on the wall, uh, and, and it's a cool sign to have. But there, but even with, with with Coach Brown, he would tell you that there's a purpose, there's a rhyme and a reason for why we're pressuring, even if we are doing it at a high tick. Or you know, to me, I want to know why. Right. Why are they blitzing? So the blitz of the month this week is from West Virginia, Uh, 77 percent blitz rate, but only around 21 percent of those. did They send five or five plus. So of all of that, they're only one fifth of the time. They're only sending five or more. So they're blitz. They're blitz is actually not that high. High percentage, high percentage of of Sims and Creepers. So to me, looking at modern football, looking at where we're going, Sims and Creepers, it's kind of exploded within the last four or five years of people talking about it. You go and rewind the clock six, seven years ago, nobody's talking about Sims and Creepers. Starting in around 2018, people start talking about Sims and Creepers. It just gains, gains, gains. As passing, and it makes sense. Passing is much more efficient now than it ever has been in in any level of football. So coverage now is kind of on everybody's front porch, right? What are we doing? This is what we're doing in the coverage and that's going to now set everything up in the run fit in the front, right? That's what, that's what we're doing. We're working back to front. I think most people are, uh, it, it, I get it at the lower levels everybody talks about. You have to stop the run. You have to stop the run. High school is still a run game. I understand that, and I do 100% agree with that. You have to be able to stop the run at the high school level in order to win games, okay, because not everybody has an elite quarterback. It's not like that. The the, the talent is too spread out at the high school level. But when you start getting into college, and, and of course, in the pros, everybody's good, right? Everybody has a quarterback that can throw a ball. Okay, so for for the most part, you have to now change the way that you think about it, because offenses at those levels have changed the math by alignment, by formations, by motion. They can now manipulate what you're doing on defense. And so as a defensive person, you have to start thinking about, okay, how can I protect myself in the past? But I can still applying that pressure. Okay, I call it passive pressure, right? Like we're we're sending pressure, but we're not sending five, six, seven guys at you. It's not just like, hey, we're throwing haymakers all the time. So it's kind of like. Uh, You know, to use that term passive pressure. That's what it is. It's simulated pressure. It's a replacement pressure that we're really only bringing one guy and we're dropping another. So we're not losing anything in the coverage integrity. And to me, that's where we are. So anytime I see a team like West Virginia, they're 77% blitz rate. I I'm there's an article that's going to come out here in the next couple months on Troy. Troy had it like an 85% blitz rate. It was like insane, but you go and you break it down. And what is it really? It's really just mostly sins and creepers. So yeah, they have a high blitz rate, but they're only doing it with four rushers all, all the time. So they're holding that coverage integrity. So to me, that's always important. And that's where we are with the evolution of modern defense. You know, when I started doing this, and I really got into football in 2011 when I was when I was with uh, Baylor, and I started working under Phil Bennett, who's now at North Texas. You know, the 4-2-5 was king. What Gary Patterson was doing at TCU, what we were doing, what we were doing at Baylor. You go look around the landscape; everybody's kind of running. You know, Pat Narduzzi, even though it is a 4-3 base, but uh, go look at how that they've done it. With it's everything started being this this nickel hybrid linebacker. Right, your will linebacker also had to be able to cover. Your mic now had to be able to cover. I remember going when I was doing the recruiting, uh, especially at the JUCO level, because that was my responsibility when I was a Baylor. I did JUCO recruiting and we were always constantly looking for a linebacker. And I would see these linebackers, but at the JUCO level, they were these big athletic kids, but they were really edges. Right. They weren't, they were just stuck in a box because every, you know, everybody's like, we have this really big kid. He's kind of fast. We're just going to put him in a box. And all he's got to do is plug the A gap. So for us in the Big 12, it was like, man, that guy can't cover the number three receiver down the field like he's got to be at least able to carry him vertically uh, and he's got to be able to run a little bit uh, and then all these guys I would see is that they would sign with these three four teams and the first thing that they would do get moved to edge so yeah, to us the way that we looked at it was we had to have an we had to have athletic linebackers at every spot and so the four two five was kind of the dominant thing right well then everybody sees okay well everybody's kind of going to this uber spread art brow systems kind of hitting it uh you know we we have uh chip kelly at oregon he's killing it There, everybody's killing the b gap right the b gaps open and that's the problem with that's the problem with the even front right is the b gap well what's what's the spreads lifeline right what's the modern offense's lifeline it's that b gap because that's where the conflict defender is okay so how do we how do we eliminate that well, then you have the explosion of of the tight in the mid front, like Dave Aranda at, at Wisconsin. You have Alabama with with the tight in the mid front, and then obviously that goes that goes to Georgia. With, with with Kirby Smart and so now everybody's running the tight mint front uh, and then the kind of an iteration off of that is the Iowa State three high system right that and really even then that's not that's not really tight front base everybody thought it was just like a tight front with with three three linebackers and three safeties and it really wasn't it was really a 505 but what they were doing is they call it a fist or a splatter or a heavy technique and they're basically just pinching the hell out of everything it's ending up in a tight front fit um, but it's just coming out from a a 505 or uh, a 504 depending on depending on what they were running but the only time they really ever ran tight was in empty right um so so that they could get everybody to kind of cover down so you have this evolution from the 425 now everybody wants to run the tight mint front now we've gotten so far in, in. to where passing is so great, everybody says, man, you know what? The tight front's great to stop the run, and we need to stop the run. But the issue is I'm constantly having to send five. And if I'm constantly sending five, I can only run – I can run fire zones, right? Um, Half field zone, which means I'm playing man to one side, but then I've got to figure out, okay, do I carry over to the man side? Am I on the zone side? How do we carry crossers? All these other things, because what is the modern offense built on? It's built on crossers, right? Deep crossers, shallow crossers, mesh. Uh, y over um, all, uh, Mills concept. So now, now I'm in trouble because I don't know, oh, I've got to now be able to teach Am I on the man side? Am I on the zone side? How are we doing that? Are we man match? Are we zone match? Are we, are we doing that? Who's carrying that guy over? Then with the fire zones, who's carrying the seams? I've got a linebacker, uh, you know, that now I've got to carry the seam. Uh, Maybe it's a DN that now has, maybe has to carry seam. How do we, how do we figure this out? Um, Then you go even from there to cover one. Do we have the dudes? Do I have the dudes to play cover one? Uh, you know, now we, we saw this kind of a couple of years ago where everybody just started running cover one against RPO teams, right? They're just like, look, you know, F it. We're, we're going to run cover one. That's what we're uh, We're just going to run cover one. And everybody's covered down. But then you have issues because, again, running quarterbacks, Right. So your quarterback defender is now in the middle of the field. Uh, and so, how are you going to play that? You now you're still in conflict. Right. Uh, and so, what people have and what you're seeing now is people going to more of a four down that peso look. Right. We, yeah. We're a three four base. But when we want to, when we want to get a pass rush, we're going to have these four defenders. I think Georgia had was a great example last year of just having a plethora of the linemen uh, and a four man rush. Why are you always running a four man rush? Well, we run a four man rush because I have two edge to, I have two edges that can just fly to the quarterback, right? And I have two ball fitting uh, backers that can just work work in tandem and 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 do that. And then inside, we're trying to play gap and half. Right, So I'm still getting these odd spacing fits, but I'm running them all from an even front. So now I've actually kind of unlocked the defense even more because I can run even spacing when I want to, and then I can run odd spacing when I want to. All from having a four down front. So uh, the the part of the peso creeper with the creepers and the sims off of that, right? So let's talk about peso. Peso is just taking your two edge defenders and lining them up at DN. You take your nose out, or you take your tackle out, and you move, or even DN doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, and then you move a guy to you one of your DN's to a three technique, and then you have your nose who's now playing a G, right, or head up depending on how depending on how you're playing this. And then you're using movement and pressure to now cause havoc up front or play on what the offense is doing. So movement, we know, creates tackles for loss and you have the added value of pressure when you start then adding these creepers and sins. Georgia and Baylor are at the forefront of this evolution and it's not shocking, right? If you think about two, you know, young head coaches that are doing really nice things on defense, it's Kirby Smart, who comes from the Saban system and Dave Randle, who's been doing this tight front peso creeper and sim thing Forever. He's kind of like the godfather of it, right? And, and now he's working with his mentor and Ron Roberts, who essentially is, is him and Ron Roberts created this defense and now has it kind of unleashed it onto college football. Now everybody's kind of doing it. Everybody's like, hey, what's Dave Aranda doing? Uh I I want I need that playbook. I need to be looking at it. What are they doing down there? And then on the other half of it is the coverage system from Kirby Smart. But what are they doing on that? Uh what are they doing up front? And then just that that. that massive playbook that they have and being able to constantly be able to change and bounce ideas off of some of the best coaches in, in, in the country. So Baylor and Georgia pressured around a third of their snaps. So it wasn't like they were doing it all the time. And here's the thing. If I have really good players, I don't need to pressure all the time, right? Because even when I'm running creepers and Sims, I'm, I'm still applying pressure. I'm, I'm moving the defense, OK, we're, we're going to there's going to be a slight second where we're going to be a little off kilter until everybody gets to where they're supposed to be. But if I have really talented players that can control the front, I don't have to necessarily move all the time. Georgia, for instance, didn't run a ton of, of Sims and Creepers. They they were more of a five man pressure team. And the reason why they did that, they could get one on ones and they had these two stud inside linebackers uh, that could also rush the passer, So you end up getting, hey, look, if I send five, it's kind of like what the Rams and and Brandon Staley were doing, right? If I send five, okay, it's one-on-ones. I have better players than your offensive line. We're going to win a one-on-one and they did, and they went all the way to a national championship, and then obviously the Rams won Rams won the Super Bowl this year, so to me, it, it, there's a little tail and tape. If I don't have the best players, I need to create pressure. I need to create tackles for loss, and I do that by movement and creepers and sense, right? I'm doing that from these looks, and because I have odd personnel on there, I can bounce from the tight front to eat you know to an over front to an under front I can change the way that I lever my my anchor points up front to fit what I need one in the coverage wise but also to to change up the looks that I'm not always in the same static look which I argue same static look every time change post snap that's something that I think you're going to see more and more of is just people lining up it's it's kind of like back and the 2010s when everybody was running 425 except for now you've got a bunch of you've got a bunch of added value to it because now we're moving people now we're, we've got these creepers and sims. we're adding different cover structures we're not just playing two high quarters to everything we're not just playing cover three to everything we can change not only the coverage structure and, and the look but also what you're seeing up front um here are two great quotes uh that one from kirby smart during the season and 10 to dave aranda uh via his interview with uh two four seven sports uh from a couple weeks ago Kirby Kirby smart said we have changed a bit philosophy whether we've got a great front seven or an average front seven we'd probably be doing what we're doing it's not a matter of offenses changing us it's more of a matter of what we have to do in order to defend these types of offenses right so you can see this evolution within his system even within the past couple years, of moving away from a a kind of a bare dominant, a tight front, a mid-front dominant defense to more of a four-down defense and why they have these defensive players. But also it allows them to kind of give you the illusion of even spacing. Look, ask any offensive coordinator to draw up their favorite run play, and the first thing they're going to do is they're going to draw it up against a four down front because the angles are really nice, right? Well, if I can give you the presentation of a four down front, but then we're also fitting in odd spacing, it changes everything, right? It changes the way that you have to look at things. And now your offensive line has to be really good at divvying things out post-snap. Okay, let's talk with Aranda. It's going to look like a blitz, though you're only bringing four guys. When I was at Wisconsin, our offensive corner there was a guy named Andy Ludwig, who's now at Utah. And we'd go through practice periods and scrimmages. And I think one of the advantages of creepers is if you do it right, the back stays in the protection and can't get out if you identify stuff right. And Andy goes, Dave, you're not really spending a lot, but you're getting a lot. This is a, this is a lot like a. a nice nicence, meaning that it, it we're ignorant. We have no idea what's what's happening. Um it's confusing to us. Um so that's that's the thought behind it. And a fair amount of teams do it pretty well and George is one of them. So they've kind of these are these are two teams that one look at each other all the time, but also two uh are kind of are, are mirrors of each other in the sense of what they're trying to do. They obviously they come from different philosophical trees. Dave Rand has his own style of play. That is really just his, um, and then you have the smart system that that stems from the savings system, but has kind of molded over over time to kind of look more similar to Dave Aranda. Uh, so, really, I want I put these two quotes here because I want you to see that there is an evolution happening, especially at the highest level, uh, and we're going to start seeing this at at the NFL level as well of being able to really take it to the the offense and not necessarily being just sitting back and taking it right that we have have to change the way we're doing it because of the way the offenses are playing now. We like creepers and sims because it changes the math for the defense. If I can get the running back in, I now have 7 defenders to now cover 4 receivers. That that's a, we want that, right? That's a plus 3 for the defense. Whereas if I do anything else, it may just be a plus 1 right we always want plus ones but if i what what's a higher number one or three i mean my you know we even even my little kids can figure that out we want three we don't want one um so to me i I just want to give you kind of a a feel on this uh, evolution so let's talk about a sim versus five man rush sims and creepers is a pinpoint attack i'm attacking a specific area of the box because i know either one this is kind of the play that's coming uh it's are they zone are they gap right and then I'm also attempting to get the running back to stay in. So five-man pressures create one-on-ones. Remember, I, I, I mentioned George's D-line this year and then the Rams, right, under Raheem Morris this year that was started by Brand Staley. Let's get to a five-man front. It's one-on-ones. Our guys are better than yours. Both are useful and mirror each other in, in, in a way, right? Just one is dropping an extra defender, uh, on-ball defender back, and then the other is, hey, we're bringing five guys. Now, if you have the cover structure to take hold, hey, look, we, we can handle f- – we can handle the four receivers uh, or, Hey, we know that we can get to the quarterback and make them panic because we have better guys than them. Then, then that's when you start that added pressure. Okay. Sims equals base coverage. Whereas if I send five, now I've got to start changing the coverage, right? half field zone cover one fire zone what are we seeing and then what's the coverage structure that we can get to um you know half field zone stuff that's like the saving big 12 pressures cover one obviously uh most people know that's cat coverage right and, and there's different ways that you can run so you can run a sim with one rat right because you have that rat in the middle and then you also have the guy, extra guy uh and then fire zones obviously with your five man pressures uh that's kind of that three under three deep you can also do trap two underneath that and it's really what are you seeing what do you need in order to combat that so Simulated pressures on non-third down. Everybody knows the sexy, like the the Saban NFL pressures, where you line up in these real exotic fronts, uh, you know, 5-0 fronts, and and you you cover all the linemen, and then we're going to drop, we're going to send one side, we're going to drop the other, we're manipulating the pass protection. Those are great. Those are sexy. That's third down. How do I now use what I, I'm using on third down on first down, right? How can I get uh, these simulated pressures and use them on early downs? I want to attack the interior of the box with off-ball players, right? It lets it. Let's talk about the spread offense, right? Why off? Okay, we've got we've got a tight end in the box. We've got a running back in the box. Okay, that means I'm going to have two off-ball backers sitting in the middle, uh, sitting in the middle, right? Okay, so how am I going to use them to now attack the run fit, right? Utility pressures, and you want to have them to be great versus play action pass too, right? Because I'm getting that added value of pressure. So if they do go play action pass, I want that pressure to hit, right? Okay, so these are utility pressures, meaning that they can be used on any down that you, you can be if they pass on first down cuz we're seeing that that's starting to become more of a thing hey our offensive coaches need to start passing on first down okay then can can if i get if i get a stop on first down and it's second and long can that same pressure still work then Okay, because that's what you want. You want these pressures on these early downs to be able to be utility that, hey, they're good versus the run, but they're also good versus the pass. Okay, Georgia has evolved, and and, and I've written about this before, and I've talked about this before. Georgia has evolved to a cross dog defense. I'm going to insert a defender, and then my my ball fitting backer will then just loop around them as, as a fit, and it creates these natural cross dogs. Okay, you can run cross dogs. Okay, you can attack the guard, you can attack the center, you can run, you can run these cross, these cross dogs, but you get that natural cross dog from these sins of pressures, uh, these creepers, if you if you do it right, and if you teach it right, the concept too, and, and mostly talking about simulated pressures because that's what we're talking about today with the blitz of the month, is the idea of floating the center. Okay, I want the center to sit there and either I need to go engage one of the anchor points, right to help my guard opening up a gap right which now forces the running back to stay in if it's passed or i want him to sit there and and just kind of float because if he floats then i can manipulate that right and that's where the cross dog comes in okay these these A gap sims are really good versus zone centric offenses but they're also good against gap scheme if you hit it right uh, you can actually beat the polar or you can kind of box that polar uh, and kind of mess up just blow it up i call it punch the polar right you can either punch the polar or get a run through uh, on zone just depending on depending on how that how that works but again going off of that cross dog action that Georgia loves is crossing the face of the center or creating it to where the center has to take somebody lining up a nose in front of them and engaging him and then sending a linebacker on the other side uh, how are we attacking these a gaps and these sim pressures so that's what we're talking about today so examples of this I call it Alan um, it's Aranda Aranda calls it Mex. And it's a cross. I call it a cross. The reason why I call it cross, I think it's easier to just teach it as a cross face for the center. You know, if the center even looks at me at all, I want to cross face if he floats. Cause at the high school level, you'll get centers that just kind of like, they just, they freeze and they don't know what they're doing. And then your Mike linebacker it is, it hits the wrong A gap. And you've got this, you've got, remember we're creating a natural cross dog. And so he doesn't pin. Now I got two guys in gap, gap. Now there's an extra gap. So what, what I, what I developed does, instead of giving the V tech, like if you have a really good technical linebacker give them give him the VTech, right ha- have him have him read the center okay and you got to work that that's something that you got to rep um on, on the other hand if you don't have real technical linebackers you just call it a cross hey we're crossing the face of the center if you if you can't cross the face of the center that means he's blocked. he chased our nose and you're just going to cut off his backside and, and just cut off cut off that a gap right? Because we have another guy folding in. That's where we get the natural cross dog. That's why I put Manning on the bottom. Manning is Manning is your cross dog scent. Okay, we're getting our cross dog, our traditional old school hot pressure cross dog, except we're just dropping our our DNs. Now, I like to drop the D into the three technique. Cause I think it's just easier. You get that natural text stunt. Um, you can, you can do it and people do uh, drop the D end uh, away from away from the three technique. It's just what you feel more comfortable with. Um, I, I like the three technique. Some people like the, the, the D into the, to the nose. It's, it's all up to you, but these are, these are, Two examples of really good peso sims uh, that you see. So let's talk about West Virginia. Let's transition to West Virginia. Let's talk to talk about them real quick. They're a mid they're a mid tier defense. Okay, 66 EPA, 32nd uh, defense efficiency. Great study for Sims and Creepers because they do different fronts. Okay, They're in an under front. They're in the tight front. They're in, they're in an over front. They, they do it from all different ways. Four-man rush with off-ball blitzers, right? Matched philosophically with what top defenses are doing, which is why I chose West Virginia. Why did I choose West Virginia versus Minnesota? Great study on early down Sims. Minnesota Minnesota is what I would call an Uber RPO play-action pass team. Everything is has a read on it. Or we're building everything off play action pass, right? And they do a ton of 12 personnel and why off base. I'm starting to see, and you're going to start seeing this in the Big 12. You're going to start seeing this, obviously, in the Big 10 is seeing it. Uh, The collection of tight ends. We're seeing this also in the NFL. And I think we're going to start seeing this in in, uh, really in major college football is the, the movement, since everybody's getting lighter, we've got to get heavier, but we can't sacrifice the offense that we've already evolved to, right? We, we already know that there are certain things offenses need to do in order to be successful. If I just go wholesale 21 personnel Neanderthal ball, we're sacrificing that right that's too easy people have figured that out we've already gone through that iteration okay so now we're taking spread concepts putting them and packaging them with 12 personnel uh what i call like a receiving tight end and then you have a blocking tight end right and and being able to use that and then also building rpos and play action off of that um West Virginia did a great job of illustrating a compliment to Allen in what I call Max. So we're crossing the center, crossing the center. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to start manipulating that center. And I'm going to give I'm, I'm basically going to send what I call a dog pressure, meaning that it's just a backer in a gap and he's just going to run through that gap. But we're going to add the value of instead of it being the five minute pressure, we're going to run it as a simulated pressure, high volumes of sends means you need change it. You can't just run the same thing over and over and over again. Complementary pressures, layered defense, change the way, change the way that you do your coverage and also have these complementary pressures. Mac, which I which you can see here if you're watching, is the complementary pressure to Allen. So I'll set it up for you. What is the difference between Allen and what is the difference between Mac? On the surface, it's the exact same, except for what I'm doing is I'm sending the nose straight through the guard. We're not gonna run a knob, meaning he's not gonna, the nose is not gonna try and go to the B. We don't want to float the center. We want to engage both guards. We want the center to work to the nose. And so what I like to do is I like to put them in a shade Really put them in a shade. Instead of a two-eye, put them in a shade and really put them on that center. That center has to engage me because I'm sending A dog right behind him, which is a quick strike blitz. There is no read for that backer. He knows the gap that he's going into and he's gonna work there. Um, you have that tech stunt away, which allows you to have that read pop, and then you you have the will who's kind of he's moving to he's moving to the B gap, which is kind of your cross dog action that you already have on the inside. That nose again is going to work step out through the guard, trying to bring that center with him and work vertical through the A gap, not crossing the face of the guard. That allows that Will to kind of have an understanding of where he's going to be. Well, what West Virginia did, and I really like this, is I've gapped you out away from the back, right? The the C gap, the B gap, the A gap, and then the subsequent A gap on the other side. The only way that you can go anywhere for the running back is through that B gap, because I'm also going to cop that DN mean that he's going to contain, he's got contain pressure. He's got the C gap. Well, uh, Minnesota runs this like dirty bunch set. They're, they're in a bunch. It's 12 personnel. They get a bunch set. Okay. That's great. They're going to run three buzz. Uh, they're going to run three buzz behind it. What that does is I now have a nickel a free safety a uh, field safety and a will linebacker all waiting for that B-gap. And so to me, what you end up getting is not only am I penetrating and I'm forcing the issue right now with the inside linebacker, but I'm also giving plus numbers to that B-gap. I'm funneling you into a phone booth, and that phone booth already has three people in it. Uh, and so to me, I, I – this is a great compliment to any of your, your Mechs or your Allen, any kind of your A-gaps and pressures early on. So let's wrap this up. Um, even spacing pre-snap, odd spacing post-snap, it changes the way offenses not only have to look. Think of it in terms of what we're seeing in the, in the secondary at the NFL level of everybody running a two-high shell, but they're really running middle of the field close a third of the time, and then they're running uh, middle of field open a third of the time, and then they sprinkle in their different blitz coverages and cover one. So what does that do to the front? Hey, again, go back ask your offensive coordinator friend draw me up your favorite run they're going to draw it up against the four down front right uh, and then now if you change that post snap to odd spacing to where you've closed the b gaps you're attacking the interior of, of the line now everything's kind of spilling out to spilling out to your coverage and your overhangs it, you've you've got everything in the middle you, now now everything's either got to roll off the front door or it cuts back to to numbers so you're getting what you want Tight front mentality from an even presentation. That's essentially what these creepers and sends are doing. Okay, we're giving you again. We're giving you an. We're giving you a, an even front, but we're getting to tight front fits. Mac allows for immediate penetration. If you want a B gap complement, this would be like Brady, right? So Mac's really good against zone because I'm forcing the issue. Maybe I can get a run through if it's play action pass. Uh, And I can uh, if the center hangs on too long uh, to the nose, uh, if I'm getting guards pulling and things like that, find out where the guards pulling find out what the tight ends doing. And if they're a gap scheme heavy, are they are they same side? So they're pulling to the running back or are they kind of in that traditional sense of we're kind of, we're kind of logging it. We're, we're sending everybody away from the back and the back's just going to follow as blockers. Once you kind of ID that, if you want to attack and try and get that run through on the guard, now that you would attack that. And that's, that's the Brady. Uh, that would be what you call Brady attacking the V gap with, with the, the uh, off ball backer use utility pressures on early downs and ID the run type. Okay. Not everything's created equal. Uh, Mac uh, and Allen are really good versus zone. If you're a gap scheme, now I need to figure out, do I want to chase the polar or do I want to punch the polar? Okay. If I want to punch the polar, I want to blitz opposite of where they're pulling. If I want to chase the polar and I think I can get that run through, then I want, then I want to send it to where I know I'm going to get the polar. And so again, are they a same side, uh, Pole team, are they a, you know, traditional uh, gap scheme team? Okay, send box defenders, let the DBs cover, right? So, DBs are covering receivers. That's what they do. That's what they sign up for. Box defenders fit the box and they blitz. That's what we're kind of seeing this trend is, is going away from a heavy secondary pressure's um, Wisconsin does a lot of their their blitzing, uh, but they do they run a lot of single high covers. They run a lot of cover three, so you do see the you do see the safety in, in the blitz a lot a lot of the times. Uh, but if you look at like what Baylor is doing, what Georgia is doing, a lot of off ball backers in, in the blitz create confusion for the O, but simple for the D. These are like, for instance, Mac is a simple like. If you just do a dog tag, like Mama, Mama means Mike to the A. That's that's how I've structured it in, in my call sheet. Mama means uh, Mike to the A, right? All we're doing is running a dog, but I've added I've added the element of kind of a, a text stunt to the three to the three and the five, and I'm allowing that Jackbacker or that edge to just kind of fold back in. Or if it, if he does see pass right now, he just kind of spots spot drops to a spot, right? Uh, and so to me, uh, it, I'm not changing anything. That's, that's really simple. Even, even in the Allen or, or what, what Aranda calls Mex, it's a cross stunt. Like the mice is cross dogging it, right? The, the wheels kind of fit and folding off of that. Uh, and then again, three, the three and the five are running a a text on, early downs. If, if the DN sees that it's a pass, then he can drop and he knows where he's dropping. Uh, do I have the back is back away from me? Where, where am I going off of that? Uh, so pair with coverages to add numbers versus heavy sets, middle of the field close, right? So, uh, I like to, I like to add our, our cover three coverage with Mac okay any kind of internal pressure sim pressure i want i'm i, w- I want to load the box i know it's a rundown so i want to i want to run cover three and a lot of these you will see cover three with because uh, you're losing the mic backer but you can always uh, kind of move that dn back into the box we call it, rat- it a ratted technique to where he's just working back and he replaces the mic uh, so you can do this but that's the other thing i think if you look at like what uh what Womack does at South Alabama and what he did at Indiana when they had that uh, when they had a, a couple of years ago when they had one of the best defenses in the country was they 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 ran Allen like it was going out of style like it was like it was the only pressure that they ran but they mixed up the coverages behind it they ran Cover One behind it then they'd run uh, quarters behind it then they'd run. Uh, their are cover threes behind it. So you just kind of change that up. And then you add, hey, this time we're going to make it a five, a five man pressure. This time it's a simulated pressure. And so you change the ad tag. Do we want to, do we want to run it as a sim? Do we want to run it as an ad? And then hit them with the traditional six man uh, cross dog uh, hot Hot zone. So you can do all these different things, but it's the same pressure keeps it simple for the kids. And again, if you want simulated pressures to work, and you want these creepers to work, you do have to send five or six every once in a while. Uh, You do have to blitz because that illusion of blitz has to be there. They have to see that guy creeping up and saying, okay, he's coming. Uh, You can't just always just creep the guy up and bluff and show and then never send the guy because then it it defeats the complete purpose. So, uh, again, I hope you guys enjoy these Blitz of the Month. Uh, I I always like to try and make them just a little bit more than, hey, look at this really cool Blitz, and then here's a thousand words. Uh, And then, obviously, with the Art of X show, we're breaking them down. Make sure to follow me on Match Quarter Substack. Anytime you want to see the temp, anytime you need templates, anytime you want to find an article that I've written, uh, go to matchquarters.com. Follow me on Twitter at the underscore coach underscore a follow the hashtag art of X and that QR code takes you to the books. Have a great day.